Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. We're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 16, 2024. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, when you step back a moment and just look at the big picture, you look at the daily chart, for example, and others, we'll get to the others as time goes on. They ran another test of the 20-period moving average. Now, a couple of things on the 20-period moving average. A, it's not that important anymore because they've been back and forth, tested it, retested it, tested it again. It doesn't have the importance that it would have if price was coming from afar, but nevertheless, as a general guideline situation, it still has some level of meaning. They bounced off the 20-period moving average today for all intents and purposes, and they're still above it. The trend is your friend. By the way, this week is regular way options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Item number two on the list of items not yet discussed is, I mentioned it for the last couple of weeks, the beginning of this week really marks the middle of the month. There was a short-term cycle-type situation from a cycle-low perspective that I'm expecting to come in around now. Could it be tomorrow, Thursday, today, any of the above? I'm on the lookout for some kind of cycle-low. What takes that off the table? Well, what takes it off the table for now is technically one of two spots. Really, a big spot here is a breakup candle low, 468.30, and then the low from the prior day is 466.43. Start getting down below there, and all of a sudden, the 50-period moving average comes into play. And unless that happens much sooner than later, like within the next day or so, that whole cycle low situation may be on the back burner. But we have what we have. We take the market at face value. She started out day one of a shortened options expiration week with a bit of a sell-off. Not much, a third of a percent, but it's a decline nonetheless creates opportunity. How so? Somehow, while the market was going down today, we got our exit, first exit, base hit, risk-free, emotionless trade from the auto-magical algo system, lazy swing trader, entry at 187.76, first exit, 195.65 today, missed it on Friday by that much, completed the task today, and the pullback, how does it know? It's the automagical algo system. About a third exit today on AMD, and she kept going. Now, this is where traders have to make their own decision. This trade is closed from a lazy swing trader product perspective. Trader wants to hold a trailer instead of exiting the third exit that was on the board long ago. That's obviously trader's choice. You don't have to exit. This is a product I've got to have a limitation. I don't want stuff on there indefinitely. That's just the way it is. Also, in a down tape, we had two stocks on the long side that were up and exited profitable trades while the market was down. How you doing? How about an entry today, this morning, on Citigroup? Again, auto magical swing trading algo system, lazy swing trader, 
$50.93. Don't buy it now. It's too late. First exit coming up sooner than later. We take a base hit. We hold for the risk-free, emotionless part. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame, whether you're talking about day trading, scalp trading, swing trading, it doesn't matter. Base hits are a process to build your account value. Make sure that the growth goes from lower left to upper right. Back to the S&P, here's a weekly chart, uptrend, trend is your friend, a little bit far from home base. Home base is the 20 period moving average, so we won't be surprised to see a pullback, let's say this week. Why? Because we're still in that zone for a mid-month cycle low. Mid-month could certainly extend to the 20th. We don't know. It's plus or minus something around the mid-month. It's an art form and a science rolled up into one. Time is more important than price. Not that easy to pinpoint time. Big picture, uptrend, trend is your friend. Anything wrong with the weekly chart? Absolutely not. Let's switch gears over to the SPY five-minute chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. A picture is worth a thousand words. 473.05 was a number I was pounding the table on all morning long in the live trading room. They gave us the morning trade in the afternoon. Give or take a few pennies. That's a $2 rip, 20 S&P handle in the afternoon. Why do I bring this up? Every day leaving the live room, I say the same thing. Among others, I say, don't do stupid stuff in the afternoon. This does not qualify as stupid stuff. I was pounding the table on this number. I told traders as I was exiting the room for the morning session that it's still good if they do it with time on the clock. Like for in the next, let's say, hour, hour and a half, whatever I said in the live room, traders took that to heart. They started buying up the market down there when they got close enough to 473.05 and they took the ride up. I got a bunch of emails. Appreciate knowing that you were in the trade. Pradyat. Jeff, Michael W., and others. Fantastic trade late in the day. They don't happen often. I was kind of working back from an inside the number perspective. These are the early zero dark 30 notes. You can see right smack in the middle. 475 is pivot-ish, you think. Below the pivot is bearish. Above the pivot is bullish. Testing the pivot over and over again is normal garden variety market activity. Another test in the afternoon before running down to the number. And you'll see it on the board in a moment. And then what did they do? Right into the closing bell. Right back to the pivot. Nice to identify an important number before the market opens. It's all in here. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. Staying above 475, the door is open for 476.65, also long before the opening bell even rings. Here, they came up short a number of times. What's the good news about that? Good news is we already know, not that they're going to do it, but they do do that. Here's what we discuss in the live room, almost verbatim. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. When looking for an exit, that's why we don't wait for them to get to the number. We exit in front of the number. They've screwed two factions of traders today by doing this. They do it all the time. We see it all the time. First, the first faction of traders are looking for an exit at the gap. 
That's what 476.65 was. It was the gap left open slightly higher by a couple of pennies from Friday. The other faction of traders they screw are those looking to short the gap, waiting, and they leave them standing at the altar and come all the way down, making them chase the trade, which many do. We do not, but many chase the trade. This is what's discussed in the live room just about verbatim. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 9.07, again, before the market opens, let's say they kill them a little more during the morning rush. 473.05 down to 471.85. That's creating a zone of a little over a dollar. But 473.05 was the number. Afternoon trade in the morning. Sorry, morning trade in the afternoon. First, they bounce off the pivot right around the opening bell. Did we have traders take that trade? Yes, we did. They wrote it up close to 476.65. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. You saw the important numbers. Verify the work. Verify what's going on in here. Decide for yourself whether it's something you can benefit from each and every day. And by the way, we've got something for everybody. Here you go. Going out in the afternoon below 475. The door is open for the morning lows at 473.47. And if below, which they did, the unfinished business at 473.05. How you doing? What about stocks on the move? Earnings season is pretty much in full force. We'll have a lot of earnings this week. We'll have even more next week. They'll last for about five or six weeks in earnest. Today, two out of the list hit our entry objectives. The rest are off the board. There are no trades. We're interested in the ones that do. Apple and Tesla. Let's take a look at the charts and see what happened. You see the entries, this column here, entry number one, 181.15 for Apple, 214.65, and here's a secondary number in Tesla, 212.16. Need I say more on Apple, getting a haircut at the open. By the way, swing traders are short Apple, day traders got the bounce. How you doing? We can have our cake and eat it too. 181.15 was the number, and very simply, Ripped it back up in the other direction for a nice $3 bounce. Nice trade. Plenty of participation across the board from a day trading perspective. Live room, inside the numbers. We love to trade Apple. How about Tesla? Getting a haircut at the opening bell. Came into the zone, down at the bottom of the zone. Ripped it back up in the other direction. Nice trade. Plenty of participation across the board in this one too. We love to trade Tesla. How about from an average entry of about 213 and change? How about a $10 rip all the way up to 223? How you doing? You like apples? How do you like candy apple red for your Tesla? What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we've got some weakness. We are below this line. What does this line represent? It represents the line in the sand, which is this breakup candle low. Get below that, it opens the door all the way down this breakup candle. That doesn't mean they have to get down there, but look what's down there. They ate time off the clock. You got a 50 period moving average. Doesn't mean they do get down there, but if they do get down there, there is support down there. Traders in the live room will have the IWM numbers. We have them each and every day. We have plenty of traders that like to trade IWM from an intraday perspective via either the RTY or some other vehicle of their choice. 
RTY is the futures Russell 2000. Weekly chart, by the way, down in this neck of the woods here around 188, you've got a 200 period moving average, also approaching the low area, general area of a weekly chart breakup candle that comes all the way down to on low of 185.34. So you can see pretty good case down here within a couple of bucks of each other where there's a zone where you're likely to find at minimum of daily, meaning Daily chart support that should hold at minimum of intraday, if not for several days. IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Well, they hit that number we talked about, bounced off of it today, coincided now with the 50-period moving average on the daily chart. And for those of you lazy e-mini trader, course, watchers, takers, knowledge, absorbers, what you have here is a bout of market symmetry on this chart. Part art form, part science. What do you see when you look at the weekly chart? You see a market that's pulling back toward the low portion of a big time weekly chart breakup candle coinciding with the 50 week moving average, give or take. It's an important spot. They're down a number of weeks since the run higher. You're coming into what I like to call an on time type of situation. Time is more important than price. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should take the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. I'm not telling you to take it. I'm just saying that's where the information resides. I teach it in there. Time is more important than price. You need to be able to figure out both components to be successful. What's going on with the Qs? Nothing. They were down four cents today. It's no big deal. They were flat on the day above the 20 period moving average. Trend is your friend. There's nothing wrong with the cues. They're building energy at present until something changes or unless something changes. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. They're building energy to make another move higher to challenge the recent highs and or higher. What changes that? We can use this tail candle low, 404 and a quarter, 404.24 as a bogey. That'll put you below the 20 period moving average, get below this, what we call a testing candle, and it's changing the complexion of what's on the chart. How about a gap down in the XLF? Financials finally cracked a little bit today, getting below the 20 period moving average. Not a call for national security team. But of note that the XLF or financial sector as a whole was down seven tenths of 1%. Financials are in the news. They're in the earnings zone. So you take that into account when you look at the XLF saying, okay, it was down a quarter today, 26 cents, seven tenths of 1%, not that big of a deal. Look how far away on the weekly chart they are from home base. What happens when they get too far from home base? It's too far. They like to come back to run a test, at least in the vicinity or the direction of home base. The way they do that is they either eat time off the clock and let home base creep up the price if it's upsloping, or they come back down toward home base or a combination of both. Eating time off the clock is also considered a corrective process for the market. What about Smash Mouth? Anything wrong with Smash Mouth? Absolutely not. Knocking on the door of the recent highs. Smash Mouth was up about 1.5% today. Nothing wrong with this market. The trend is up. Trend is your friend until when? Until your shit gets thrown out the window. 
daily chart. They filled the gap. They're above all the moving averages, knocking on the door of these highs, spiked it today, pulled back a little bit. Nothing more, nothing less. Strong tape, nothing wrong with the semiconductor space, which is a pretty darn good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Write that one down, put it on a sticky note. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.